What is up, Deep Gripping Reality fans and new listeners alike? My name is Steve Edelman, and I am your host here at the Deep Gripping Reality. This is a show where we dig into everything from uh, business to entrepreneurship to helping you get better at social media and helping you be social. We even dive really deep sometimes into personal wellness, personal fitness, personal health. Basically, I want you to be a better version of yourself. I want you to be the best version of yourself, and I try to offer my expertise and things that I'm not an expert in, I get guests to talk about for me. Today, I don't have a guest. It's just me, so eh, yeah, stay tuned. Yeah, I think you'll like this episode, though, because it's not about me, this episode. So no, no, no. It's about you. And it's about your voice, or rather, the voice of people that you're talking to. Stay tuned, folks. It's about to get deep. Shut up and listen. Can I get your attention? Yeah, I figured I would. So here's the deal, guys. Uh, I, You know, I've, I've given this a lot of thought over the ages. Over the ages. Yes. Over the ages. Since I have been here. Since the dawn of time. I've given this a lot of thought. I've given it much consideration, and now I shall bestow upon you my mountains of wisdom. Yeah, that's so. Yeah, I, I call that the humble brag. Yeah, what's up? No, um, <laughs> throughout my ages, throughout my years, um, I've had to learn and teach myself how to shut up and listen. The thing is, I've mentioned this before. I'm not ashamed of it. In fact, I, I am an advocate for adults that deal with this. I have ADD. I have pretty strong attention deficit disorder. And, and mine, I mean, there's like 9 or 10 or 15 different kinds of ADD. And mine manifests itself in a brain that goes 250 miles an hour and I can't shut off. Especially when it comes to marketing. Like, I cannot shut off my marketing brain. I see ads in my and how ads could go. I analyze ads. Like, I can't shut off my marketing brain. And that's awesome when I'm consulting with a client or I'm giving free advice on this podcast or whatever. But it's not so great when I'm trying to listen to somebody. And I mean really actively listen because here's the thing. Dale Carnegie in his book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, over 80 years ago pointed out the fact, and it's still true today, that people have a voice and they want to be heard, damn it. So more than speaking and more than than speaking their voice and getting their message out there, they want it to be heard and actually understood and felt value. Now, here's the thing. I have this podcast where I literally talk to myself and to you and to my guests, and I try really hard, it doesn't always sound like it, but I do, to not talk over my guests. Because as we're having conversations for neurotypical people, that's those of you who don't, don't have ADD or ADHD, it, it, it can sometimes be pretty easy to just listen and then think about what you're going to say and say it afterwards. For me, that's a real challenge because if you say something that I can relate to, my brain fires off 30 different ways to try and relate to it and then I feel like I need to articulate that. I want to talk to you, at you, about what you just said and be like, yeah, I know what that's all about too because I had a similar experience when XYZ happened and now it's all about me instead of all about you. And that is such a crappy thing to do. I mean, nothing says... I mean, and, and what I'm trying to do when I do that, let's be very clear. When I do that, what I'm trying to do is say, yes, yes, I get it. I can relate to that. Let me tell you how, and let me prove to you that I know what you're saying. And so I'm so excited that I 
jump in. I want to say my thing. Or I, or I, I stop listening to what you're saying and wait for you to finish just so I can throw out what it is that I want to say or I cut you off and talk over you. And, and here's the problem with all that is that even though my intended, um, my intended action is to show you respect and that I uh, can relate, the opposite is what actually happens. What actually happens is I'm showing you that what you say has no relevance, doesn't matter, and I could give a shit less. And that's, it's sad, but it's true. I mean, if you cut somebody off, it's like whatever I have to say is more important than what you're going to say. I already know what you're going to say, so shut up. And that's a horrible thing, especially when you're really trying to relate to somebody or you're trying to understand and, and as you're trying to show them that you care. You're showing them the exact opposite when you cut them off. They want to be heard. They, you're not psychic. And if you are, bully for you. Then I feel even more sorry because you do literally know what they're going to say ahead of time. Right? So I'm really sorry about that. That sucks. Good luck. Uh, I wish I wish I could give you a better advice than that, but uh, that's all I got. So um, for me, per, I don't know why I kind of channeled Barack Obama for a minute there. It's, anyway, uh, it doesn't matter. I'll play both sides equally. Yeah, yeah, I need to stop. ADD, what I tell you? Um, so, <clears throat> what I was getting at is, you really want to take the time to listen. In in my uh, conversation with um, a former mentor of mine on a, on a previous show, it was the one called The Sales Guru, so go back through and listen to it. It's probably one of the best podcasts I've had on this show, um, and it is the most listened to. In fact, the guest that, that uh, was on the show previous to this one mentioned that show and Kim Robinson himself many times because it really made an impact on him. But anyway, um, Kim talks about the 80-20 rule, which is that salespeople, and I think people in general, should be listening 80% of the time and talking 20% of the time. The problem is that we all like to hear ourselves speak and want to be heard. So he who can or she who can master the skill of listening with the intent to understand before speaking has a massive leg up on competition, on everything, because you're doing nothing but earning the respect of somebody else. In fact, Kim used to tell a story when he trained me. One of the stories that he told that stuck with me, stuck with me, that stuck with me, is that he took his wife to a Christmas party once, and he didn't know most of the people that she had worked with. So she decided he decided he was going to give himself a bit of a challenge. Now he's a very outspoken, outgoing guy. Um, he tends to be the life of the party. Um, but on this day, he became the life of the party for something else. He decided he was going to give himself a very real challenge. That challenge was that he was going to try to go the entire night without talking about himself at all. What he was going to do is he was going to listen. He was going to ask questions about other people, what they do, their life, you know, their goals, their kids, their family, where they went to school. Try and learn as much about every single person there as possible or at least get them to talk about themselves and listen to them. And so anything that he would add to the conversation would try to be in the form of a question about themselves. And if they asked about him, he'd keep it minimal and then try to redirect about themselves. And then not only that, but when when they said something to show that to illustrate that he understood where they were coming from, he'd repeat it back to them. So what you're saying is he'd repeat it back to them. And and what's what's amazing about it is you know, he thought the experiment was kind of interesting. He didn't feel like he really super connected with anybody, but he did find people opened up to him. The next day, his mom his wife comes home from work and says, What the hell did you say to everybody? 
And Kim's like, you know, for a minute, he's like, uh-oh, you know, am I in trouble? What do you mean? I don't, I don't know. And he's trying to think of specific things he may have said that were offensive. But his wife goes, his wife said, you know, you must have said something. And he said, no, I really don't know what I said. And she goes, people there are begging for you to come back to the next event, the next, you know, family-friendly work event, because they said you were the most interesting, intriguing, funny, engaging person at the party. Everybody there had nothing but kind things to say about you. Now, what's amazing about that is that Kim didn't say anything. All he did was listen and repeat back. And by doing that, he instantly gained their respect. And if you think about it, that's really sad. That's the world we live in, where you get respect from people simply by listening to them with intent and then illustrating that you understand what they're saying. That is that is the world we live in. That's kind of crazy. Now, I'm going to kind of segue here because I, I, I think that, okay, we live in a very social world. In fact, anybody who's heard more than one of my podcasts knows that my livelihood, the thing that I've spent the last five years studying and trying to master is social media, social media marketing. What makes it work? What makes things go viral? You know, is virility just a flash in the pan? Is it something worth chasing? No, it's not. Okay, why? Because blah, 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 blah. So it's, it's all about analyzing stuff and going beyond, like getting the data and really understanding what is behind it, the intention, how businesses can... So it's that's been my world. That's what I get lit up about. You know, how you can optimize this and that and blah, blah, blah. But here's the thing that I worry about. We spend so much time on our cell phones that we don't connect with people personally anymore. We don't really know how to have an engaging conversation. Most of the guests that I ask to come on this show will first go, uh, yeah, sure, you know, I'd, I'd love to love to help you out. I don't know what we'll talk about. And I say, just leave that up to me. Because as I mentioned in one of my earliest shows, I really want this show to be about you, the listener. And I want this to be about my guests. Not all about me. Not about me spewing out what I know. In some cases, that's what it is. But about things that I believe will truly add value. Things that I've observed people have questions about. I'm talking knowledge bombs that I try to drop on a daily basis. Literally, Monday through Friday on Spotify. Yeah, that was a plug. To help you get better, to do better, right? And, and what I found is kind of interesting is, A, people don't know what they're going to talk about. So when you are talking about them, it makes it easier. It makes it more comfortable. It's it's so much better for them overall because they don't have to worry about what they, they're going to talk about. They just naturally talk about the things that they love and the things that they're passionate about. And they, they like to tell their story because they know their story might help somebody else. And 99% of the time it does because all of our stories are shared. All of everything that you've been through, somebody else is going through right now or has been through. There are very few isolated incidents. We live in a very connected universe, and we are, by nature, supposed to be very empathetic beings. So we experience similar things, and when you tell your story and how you overcame these frustrations and these challenges, it genuinely helps other people out. When they see that you're not just some expert in this or that because you know, you're a snooty, whatever, you spent all this money on a college education, blah, 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 but that you've actually been through it, where the rubber meets the road with your face in the dirt, in the dirt and your nails get dirty because you've been there, that is insanely powerful. I'd venture to say it's probably the most powerful thing. 
So I, I really want you to take that into your heart. Um, it's, it's very, very powerful. And the other side of it is this. When you are in an interaction with somebody, give them your full attention. Either like silence your phone completely, turn it off, whatever. Give them your full attention, especially kids. When a kid comes into the room, your phone shouldn't take precedence. If you're in a meeting, don't take your phone out and put it on the table. Because what that says to whoever is speaking is that no matter what you say, anybody, no matter who they are or how little they matter to me, how little it is for importance, is going to trump whatever you're saying. So you only have my attention for this very moment. And that's a really, really sad message to send just by pulling out your phone and putting it down. Now, there are emergent situations. You know, if you have kids, if you have family, if you have an important meeting, if you have, you know, something very serious, then that's a different situation. You can explain that ahead of time. Say, listen, you have my full attention, but I got to keep my phone out because I'm expecting a call from XYZ and explain why that's important. And most people will respect that you did that. However, don't check your phone every five minutes. If you, I would have it on, on vibrate if you have to or on silent and turned over because nothing said, nothing is more insulting and demoralizing than trying to have a conversation with somebody and knowing that their attention is pulled somewhere else. I've said it before on this podcast. Attention is currency in today's world. It's just as valuable as time because time being the most valuable commodity because you can't buy it, you can't make it. it, it once it's spent, it's spent. If you give someone your time and give them your attention, nothing says I value you more than I'm giving you my time and my attention. So that's really important. In fact, it's so important, and this is a true thing. When I was in college, one of the things that one of my business professors had said was that when the school went, I went to the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State University, and they have a lot of partnerships with various businesses. And a lot of times they'll ask businesses what the one, what skills that they wish employees, that or people who came out, fresh students that came out with not a lot of or no background in work, what they wish they had or what they could use more of, what the number one in-demand thing was. And above and beyond, it's soft skills. And if you don't know what soft skills were, are they, they used to be called people skills. Basically, they want you to be able to have a conversation that's genuine without being pushy. The ability to talk to somebody without pushing an agenda. The ability to understand where others are coming from before, and really try to understand it before going out of your way to speak. It's about, you know, being able to talk on a telephone. How many times have you, okay, so back in the day, when I was a youngin', not a lot of people had cell phones. When you are when you were a kid and you were out playing, if you couldn't hell, hear mom yell, that it was supper time, then you'd gone too far from the house and you were cruising for a bruising when you got home. That's the way it was. We didn't have cell phones, you know, <laughs> and we couldn't afford pagers when they came around. We had these dial phones with long-ass cords. If you ever watch an old episode of Roseanne, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the reboot. I'm talking about the older episodes. But they had this long, long cord, and that thing would go all around. We're talking 10, 15 feet, and the thing stretched to 20 to 50 feet. And, uh, you know, you'd clothesline the dog on accident. But... You, 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 we talked on the phone, sometimes for hours. And now, it's, I'd rather be texted. I'd rather be, I'd rather be uh, Facebook messaged. I'd rather be video messaged, you know? It, we wanna be connected through technology. And the problem with that is, you know, like I've had guests on, where, on my show, where I get nervous 
when it's time to close the conversation, when I know the show is coming to an end. We've been talking for quite a while. We've made all the points that, that I was hoping to talk about. I've let them make all the points that they were hoping to talk, talk about. And you're coming to the conclusion. And I, I my, my fall back on it is usually, you know, you have to very effectively listen. You want to keep the, the engagement and the attention of the other person. If that's starting to falter, then use... You know, change the inflection of your voice to make sure that they're still interested. But, you know, things like just thanking them and recapping the conversation. Or in my case with these podcasts, I try really hard to plug whatever it is that they're doing so they know that it's all about them. And sometimes I'm lucky enough that my guests will share the conversation on their social media. And that organic reach is really nice. It's, it's, it's an awesome, awesome way to say thank you. But that's not something I expect. I'm not, that's not why I'm doing this. I'm doing this to give people a platform. And it can be very awkward to figure out how to end that conversation. So, you know, that can be the case in real life too. A lot of people dread picking up the phone and making phone calls because it's awkward. You know, we tend to talk over each other. You don't know how to close the conversation. Um, it's really weird. So, you know, what I've found, here's a, here's a free tip about recapping and closing conversations is recap the conversation literally and and your action items what you plan to do okay so just to recap here i'm going to be and literally say that that's what i do in business okay just to recap i'll go ahead and uh, work on forwarding those emails to you i'll get that message sent to you i'll send you that link and uh i look forward to talking next week we'll follow up anything else i can do for you that's the other way to close anything else i can do for you what can i help you with any questions i can answer for you anything else i can do for you no okay great well then we'll talk next time that's what it is. I mean, it's it's trying to provide service and value, being selfless. This is these are like tenants. This is something I firmly, firmly believe in. Um, not just in communication and sales, but just in life. Try to be more of a giver than a taker. Everybody's a taker. You know, everybody wants to know what's in it for me, and that's fine. I mean, honestly, you have needs that need to be serviced, but you know, try not to be that guy. And I guarantee you, you'll get more respect. And even if that's what you're going for, if you want more respect and that's a selfish thing and that's all that you care about, the easiest way to do it is to, to listen to other people, give them a platform and, and really truly feel whatever it is their message is, you know, but that's pretty much it guys. This is a kind of a shorter show. Usually my shows are half an hour to an hour long, um, but this one was really all about um, trying to hopefully get through to you the value of, of listening more. And doing more, asking more questions before you go for the answer. Um, I think that's an invaluable thing. It's a timeless thing, um, and so that's what I encourage you to do. Um, and and you need to stop and ask yourself, how can I be a better listener? Um, also, before I do go, I did think of this. This is something I wanted to say. Um, as a guy with ADD, if there if there's those of you who struggle with the thing that I mentioned before, where you listen with the intent to wait for them to conclude so that you can say what you want to say. You don't want to forget what you want to say, so you repeat it a thousand times in your head, or you interrupt, as opposed to actually listening to their final final points. The thing that I have figured out that you can do is literally say, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, oh, that makes sense, yeah, and really try to make sure it makes sense. Repeat in your head the things that they're saying, because I guarantee you, at the end of their whatever it is they're saying, they're going to want some kind of feedback. They're going to want to know that you heard them. 
So that's that's a little tip, a little trick, a little whatever. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in to the Deep Gripping Reality. Um, if you like what you hear, do me a favor. Hit that little applause button if you're listening on Anchor. Um, follow me if you're on other platforms. And, and please, 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 please share. This uh, this whole thing is a, is a proof of concept that I'm working on to show that anybody can create a podcast. Anybody has value to give and want and can put it out there can do it for free can do it with minimal effort with uh, free apps on their phone so please do me a favor and help me with the organic reach and share this podcast or find one in my list of close to 40 now uh, that you like that, that resonates with you and share it uh, because I would really love for um, to be able to see my message grow and and that it, that it impacted you um, you can also leave me a comment on any of my social um, which can be found at the Deep Gripping. I'm sorry, <laughs> at TDGR Podcast. Um, I thank you very much for tuning in, folks. I do this for you, and I'm glad to be making an impact. I hope this really helps. Until next time, dig deep, my friends.